Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I am so delighted to have Natalie here with me today. So Natalie is from Little Scholars Playground, a dope black mum to a 21-year-old and passionate about Montessori practices. I love your Instagram page. I love everything that it's doing. And um, for those of you who don't know, it's Little Scholars Playground. So you're all about diverse children's books, helping children learn and get passionate and get into reading and helping black parents get their children and their kids into STEM, which I can imagine is a whole nother, I don't know, a whole nother world. Yeah. Yeah. So just welcome, Natalie. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Nina. Oh, thanks for coming and joining me in my kitchen in (laughs) Homerton. Love it. So first of all, just congratulations, a 20-month-year-old's just doing anything with yeah. a baby, baby. Wow, I can't even remember those stages. What's what's it's life different. like right now? With Busy. I can imagine. <laughs> Busy. Anyone that asks me, how's everything? How's everything going? Busy. That's yeah. like the first, my go-to word. It's really it's lovely. It's a great journey. She's my first born. Um, but she definitely keeps me busy, but... It's a lovely process, lovely experience. Oh, isn't it? And it's just the best. It's the best. And inspiration behind the business as well. So she's definitely take me, taking me onto a whole other journey into motherhood and life and, and taking my ambas- ambition on another level. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I always love the phrase joyful stress. Mm. It is the most joyful thing you'll ever come across, but so stressful and yeah. so all encompassing all consuming you wouldn't want to do anything else yeah but it is stressful oh it is it definitely (laughs) is and anyone that says it's not is um definitely not being realistic because it's definitely stressful a good as you said like a joyful stress but there's stresses there that come with being a mother and you know juggling a million things at once you end up just becoming like an octopus with a million hands and feet and everything else but yeah it's challenging but it's a good challenging definitely absolutely so let's talk about little scholars playground yeah so diverse children's book publisher You've got that your ethos is helping children's learning journey and then also helping black parents get their children into STEM. So what was, how did this all come about? Yeah, so after I had my daughter, well, she's a lockdown baby. So I had her December 2019 um, and then we locked down a few months later in 2020. So I had lots of time on my hands as well. Um, So she loves reading and I love reading myself. I'm very passionate about reading, love books. So, uh, you know, I can confess that I'm a bit of a geek. So I love reading. Um, And she kind of inherited that from me as well. So I'd read to her regularly but she loved books especially like obviously you know when you read into babies and you read board books but I struggled to find books that with characters and protagonists that looked like her um 
And I also started up a hobby during lockdown to keep me occupied when she was sleeping, which was drawing. So I was drawing a lot as well. And then I love that you need an op- that you need to keep occupied when your baby <laughs> is sleeping. Are you not sleeping or cleaning no. or doing any of the zillion things we could be doing? I think I'm doing that. Finding a new hobby. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I was doing that. Um, but plus, feel like, you know, when you feel like you need something that stimulates your mind as well. Yeah, I do. I do. You don't like need more than the baby talk. I do yeah, exactly. And I felt like, you know, when they have a nap, and you don't know how long they're going to sleep for. So it's like, do I sleep or do I do other things? So then I started to draw because I'm quite artistic and creative anyway. So I took up drawing as well. And then as I said before, I struggled to find books with characters that looked like her. And my partner and I had a discussion. We were like, we could do it ourselves, literally. So that's how the company started was during lockdown, we started drawing and he started doing some of the writing and we created the business. That is just incredible. Yeah. Incredible. And just a side note, how is it working with your partner? It's good. <laughs> it's good. At first I was nervous. I thought, oh. I know. Is this going to test us? Yeah. But it doesn't. Like, we work so well together. Fabulous. Well, long may that continue because that is not easy. So salute to you both. Thank you. So tell me, what does Little Scholars Playground stand for? So it's about us trying to encourage parents to develop their child to become a little scholar of the future. So in terms of us helping children on their learning journey, um, touching on the Montessori practice and how that helps with encouraging you to develop your child's independence, um, confidence. We're both passionate about STEM. So I'm a product designer by profession. and My partner's an aeronautical engineer. And we struggled to find people that look like us in our industry. So we want to encourage parents to, you know, particularly black parents to encourage and embrace STEM for their children, which is for those that don't know, and I would imagine many people know it's science, technology, engineering, and maths. Yeah, you know what? I knew it was something around there, but I was like, oh, I hope she's going to explain because I don't know either. But that, that's really, I can just imagine in your circles, in your sector. Yeah. Maybe there's not as many, it's not as, as woman heavy, but, no. but black women, mm. I can imagine not seeing too many faces. No, exactly. And, you know, I want girls to aspire to be astronauts or scientists or work in tech like myself. Um, You know, everyone should have the same opportunity. And it's good for young children to see somebody that, okay, that person looks like me. They're doing this so I can do it, too. So that's all part of our journey. It's not just a children's book publisher, but early years hub as well. So guiding and helping parents along the learning journey for their children. Amazing. And whilst starting the business, are there any barriers that you came across or any, I don't know, any negativity? No, I feel like people's really embraced us. Yeah, we've got, we get DMs all the time about, yeah, all the time about just keep doing what we're doing, you're doing, we love what you're doing, for example, and on Monday, we have something called Activity Monday, so I create activities that are based around kind of Montessori, sensory, STEM, like little mini science experiments, or maths, making maths fun for children that parents can do with their children that are easy and inexpensive, and things that you can make at home that aren't too time 
time consuming and people love it like oh I didn't know that science could be so accessible and so easy and that I can do it with my child and I do you know I look forward to Mondays on your Instagram to find activities to do with my child and get my young daughter or my young son into maths or you know I'll have for example how you can build a bridge with your child using toothpicks and that's the start of engineering and getting a child's mind into building and problem solving and things like that that is amazing that is amazing that you're getting that feedback I'm just thinking so for myself I'm dyslexic and um I was just thinking for any parents that maybe they're just not wired that way do you is there any fear for like how do I I want to encourage my child to get into STEM I want to make them passionate about engineering about mathematics about science but maybe their brain just doesn't get it yeah so I feel like we do or I do a good job of kind of simplifying it and explain it explaining what STEM actually is and how it doesn't need to feel complicated or you know you don't have to it be does amazing. feel big to me it yeah. feels really big and really yeah. like oh maybe I'll just leave that to school or to somebody else because it's a bit too much I don't want to get it wrong I'll yeah. use the wrong terms you know, and then and then I suppose the fear is that my children will eclipse me, as in when I actually need to help them with the homework, I'm not going to understand either because I don't get it in the first place. Yeah, but there's lots of resources out there as well. And going back to what we do and, you know, we're open to taking DMs from people and give we give parents advice or DM us a, you know I try to do this experiment with my child or my child likes this how can I get them into you know science for example my partner as I said is an aeronautical engineer and he does mentoring as well so he's mentored my hairdresser's son for example she's like I have no idea about STEM I'm a hairdresser I just about know what it means but my son loves aeroplanes he's into aviation and there's no one out there that I know that works in STEM and I'm like my partner can speak to him give me his number if he's up for it and he'll speak to him so it's about us kind of being there to help guide answer questions and be some kind of support honestly that accessibility Mm. we have no we can't quantify the what that's doing, where that's reaching, the the legacy. You know, you could be helping to nurture future Mm -hmm. aeronautical engineers, future trailblazers in STEM, just by having these conversations, whereas your hairdresser friend, myself included, could just feel out of their depth. Overwhelmed. uh, Absolutely overwhelmed just to even have these conversations. Like you said, building making a bridge out of toothpicks that's the start of engineering it's like oh my god of course it is didn't even think about that and I can already see how fun that would be yeah literally toothpicks and um blue tack and nice can literally build bridge and you know we have to so passionate about stem going back to that because as you've touched on it's the creating the why we call the business little scholars the leaders of tomorrow the inventors the innovators you know it starts them off with problem solving skills and passion for learning it's the foundation that unfortunately a lot of black children don't get into because they may not see people that look like them and you know they're not taught about it in school they're not taught about our black inventors and all the things that we've invented so we put up posts regularly probably every two weeks or so about black inventors and we call it black in stem so you know parents always come just in october yeah you're doing this all year round which is what we need exactly yeah 
Amazing. Amazing. So helping children with their learning journey, getting children passionate about STEM and reading, what do you think it it does? What what are the benefits of regular reading, regular consistent intentional reading to our children? Yeah, so I'm I'm so passionate about reading and as I've said, I'm a bit of a geek and I love love geek out, reading. Go for yeah, it. <laughs> proud. Um yeah, so as we all know, children and toddlers are literally sponges. They absorb everything around them, The you know, what you say to them, what they see. So in turn, if you're reading to them regularly, they're absorbing all these new words, you know, words that they may not experience on a day-to-day basis or things that you're saying around them and things like that. So you reading to them regularly, it helps to expand their vocabulary. You know, they say, and it's also their brain development as well. So children's brains develop at the fastest between, I think, ages zero to three. So we can start this from baby, baby. Yeah. Right. From birth. So regular reading, I recommend reading to your child literally from birth and read. They absorb. So obviously they're not communicating with you yet. You know, mm-hmm. you can't see that they're understanding or absorbing it as much as they are. But, but they really, really are. Yeah. Level. It really is going in and it's invaluable. You know, for example, you see a lot of flashcards that a lot of people are using flashcards now with their babies and you just go through that quickly. They not may not even be responding to you, but they're absorbing it and taking it into their brain. They even say regular reading to children, you know, allows children and creates children with higher IQs, you know, obviously brain development, problem solving. It's so valuable. And for the mums out there who are listening, thinking this all sounds amazing, Mm. but I have absolutely no time. I'm hustling as it is. I'm working full time. I've got my side project. I'm doing this and doing that. When I get home, I am shattered. What what, are there any tips, tricks, anything we can do or, or any minimum time that we can give that would just help or Yeah. yeah. Any advice? How do we make it all work? So it's hard, yeah. So it's, you know, as you know, we all have mum guilt and we feel like we should be doing more, we should be doing this, or we should be spending more time with our children. And that even goes down to reading. But even if you, the only time you have to read to your child is, you know, your bedtime routine and bedtime reads, then that is enough as well. Because um, essentially you're doing that every day. So you can say, okay, I don't have time to read to them throughout the day because I'm at work and they're probably, you know, they might be at nursery now or at school or whatever but the bedtime reading so try to read at least two books okay and try to two book challenge yeah two book challenge <laughs> that's a good <laughs> idea <laughs> I might steal that one <laughs> um yeah and try to make them different every night so even if a child does express interest in a particular book try to create a variety of different books that you're reading so they can absorb different words mm-hmm. at that time or you might even say okay well bedtime daddy does bedtime and I want to be able to read to them as well but so you know things like what I do I read to my daughter before I take her to nursery in the morning so she has her breakfast and just trying to create that routine and once you get into that routine it's just something that you naturally do so I do reading with her after she has her breakfast before we go and change her and get ready for nursery we read like at least just one book on the sofa and it acts as bonding time as well it's not just about brain development and higher IQ 
cues. It's about that kind of bonding time, that skin to skin we're aware of when our, we have our babies and, you know, you cuddle up to them, you get cosy and read. That literally sounds like a fairy tale. I do not know how you have time in the morning. I feel like I'm on a military hustle of go, 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 go. Probably because I only have one. When right. I, if I have another baby, then I'll probably, it'll probably be another story. I, I am on a next level of yeah. like, right, do this, do this, do this, do this yeah. in the morning. So amazing that you found time in the morning to be able to, to do that. Yeah. What about the children who are just showing absolutely zero interest in reading? Yeah. What can we do for those children? Yeah, so some children, as you said, have struggled to show interest or, you know, listen. Or sometimes even with my daughter, it's just not the time. She's just not interested at that time. So, you know, don't force it. They want to get up and do other things. But there are ways to make reading interesting. So, you know, you can interact with the book that you're reading, show great enthusiasm when you're reading. I know sometimes it's hard, you're tired and you're, as you said, you're doing a million things. But if you're reading a book about animals, for example, and there's a line in the book, make the roaring sound, make the book interesting so your child becomes engaged with the book. And depending on your child's age, from you know, from birth or even through to, you know, a child that's a toddler, rhyming books are really good as well. So that helps to create an interesting read for the child. And it also creates, you know, it's like singing, really, when you're rhyming and reading rhyming books. So children become more kind of engaged with a rhyming book. Um other things such as establishing a reading routine as well so your child knows okay this is reading time and that's going back to you know like bedtime reading at bedtime and you know as I said I read to my daughter in the in the mornings um you can also find a reading area in your house if possible like a dedicated reading area or corner you know just like they have in nurseries as well you know like the little area yeah, that's nice. Yeah. And any ideas or tips for children who just find it hard to focus? So that goes back to, again, reading areas. I find that really good for my daughter. If I dedicate a reading area in the house and she knows, okay, this is reading time and we you know it's time to sit down and relax she focuses more making sure there's no distractions like sometimes when I'm reading to her especially when she was younger I'd have the tv on in the background which is obviously silly they're not going to be able to concentrate so try to keep the houses you know all the room that you're in as quiet as possible to help them kind of think and concentrate or just talk through the book as well so say oh I wonder what's going to happen next or what's happening here or what is this or what animal is this so not just read a book, oh, blah, 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 and turn the page and flip the page really fast because obviously they're not going to listen and get engaged. But if you kind of involve them in the story and, you know, read books that are rhyming and they become more interested. Nice. And are you the mum that's like doing different voices and really going in? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm some kind of actress. <laughs> oh, my God, I should record myself. I'll probably look like an absolute fool. But... Please do. Yeah. That would be brilliant. Yeah. Well, that that's really, really useful. And of course, everything that your Instagram page is also providing, mm-hmm. there's amazing opportunities to show positive representation. Mm-hmm. There's opportunities to talk about everything from our culture or just see mm-hmm. representation. You could just yeah. see yourself reflected in these books. So yeah. that is obviously a nice learning moment, making yeah. it easy, yeah. especially if you're... 
I don't know, worried or not sure how to broach positive reinforcement. You know, you could just get a book and it's an yeah. easy yeah. way to introduce those conversations or just or just kind of embed it without, yeah. I don't know, it feeling overpowering or like a big a big thing. You yeah. can just see see yourself reflected in a book and you never know what that could spark or or you know develop in your child yeah definitely and that is why I created or my partner and I created the businesses for my daughter to be able to see you know herself in the books that she's reading you know for example my partner and I we was at a market at the weekends like selling our books and because we sell online as well and uh, we have stickers that go with the books and we have two little mascots that represent our business we have Zara she's a mini scientist and Emmanuel he's a he wants to be an astronaut and a little girl came up to our store and picked up our sticker and looked at the book and said mommy this little girl she looks like me and she was so excited and it really touched me I thought this is why we are doing what we are doing yeah yeah but it's not also just that our books aren't just for black children even though we want our children to see themselves in the books that they are reading but it's for all children because books should realistically represent the world that children live in you know absolutely. it's not just black or it's not just white it's mixed absolutely absolutely and just to touch on your other passion mm-hmm. of Montessori mm-hmm. and their practices can you just give us a background for anybody that doesn't know about Montessori yeah. and mm-hmm. their lessons what is the whole thing about Montessori what what is it yeah so I can start from the beginning of how it was created so it was created by a Italian physician so her name was actually Maria Montessori so it's named after her and it started out she wanted to help with the development and uh, the brain development the independence and the confidence of children in poorer areas in Italy because she felt that there was a real need so she actually studied children and realize, okay, children are learning through play, for example. Children want to learn. They're capable of learning. They have to start. They are born, she even said they are born independent, but it's for us as parents and carers to nurture that need for independence, for that need for confidence in children. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And how did you come across the Montessori practice? So it's always been something I've been aware of from a young age. So my mum's a retired nursery manager. So I always heard the term Montessori and Montessori practice. Um, 
so it was always kind of there but then once I had my daughter I kind of became a bit more passionate about it and wanted to know more you know I found books that I could read about the Montessori practice and the Montessori way and how I can bring Montessori into my home so why I'm quite passionate about encouraging black parents and black mums to embrace Montessori is when I first done more research I didn't really see many people practicing Montessori that looked like me and I didn't know why do you know what understand understand why why? yeah I mean previously before as a parent you'd hear Mm. Montessori get chucked around yeah the nurses yeah and and um, maybe this is an ignorant comment to say but it always felt quite elitist elitist yeah didn't it though yeah like and I say this not having not known about it but it always felt like oh maybe that's not for us It's not for my children. Like you said, I don't see any other black parents in Montessori schools. I don't really understand what it's, what it's banging on about. Yeah. They kind of, maybe it was either a bit preachy or a bit judgy Mm -hmm. or like, you know, you're better than me. Yeah. And it's definitely not that. And it's, it's a shame that it, it's, it feels like that now because as I said, Maria Montessori created the Montessori practice for the children that needed it the most the children that may be a bit in poorer backgrounds that you know and things like that and it's not so it's just getting the information out there it's just getting the knowledge of of what it stands for and what it can do for your child yeah and just being open to understanding another way Mm -hmm. and I think that is always challenging Mm -hmm. for a parent when when you could feel like you're being judged on your parenting skills mm. obviously and it and it's not a judgment it's just saying it's not here good. are some options and here are some different ways of thinking about it yeah and it's it's definitely not a judgment definitely not a judgment and you know you for example if you go on instagram and search hashtag montessori you see these really big homes or really big rooms <laughs> with all these wooden toys and you know but you don't have to you don't have to buy these really expensive wooden toys to say okay I'm practicing Montessori for example sensory play I put up a lot of sensory play on my Monday activities things that you can make at home you know cardboard and things around the home for example I created a you know I used craft sticks like lollipop sticks and you know even just playing in sand or create Montessori tubs with my daughter of water with washing up liquid and all the bubbles and you know getting out in nature it's about you know not just these plastic toys and I'm quite everyone knows I'm quite an advocate about plastic zero plastic in your household I wouldn't say zero because it's hard (laughs) but (laughs) But minimal plastic minimal yeah definitely minimal plastic and I just feel like you know and it's not a judgment, and I don't want it to sound like a judgment, but a lot of the plastic toys are battery operated. Um, and that doesn't help the child because it's doing the work for the child. So Maria Montessori mentioned child work uh, plays the work of the child. So you allow your child to explore, sensory, touch, feel, grab, you know, explore, rather than a toy that's flashing lights and it's doing the work for the child and there's no, because children want to learn. They want to challenge themselves. You know, you might see a child trying to grab something and they'll do the most to try and get there, allow them to learn and allow them to, explore and be independent and creative and that's kind of one of the foundations of the practice so you mean like there's so much going on there's just no space for the child's imagination Mm -hmm. to grow it's just batteries flashing lights noise yeah Yeah. right so for for mums listening who might be 
now interested mm -hmm. in exploring Montessori? What are the what are ways or the, anything that we can do just to bring it into our house before like going to a Montessori institution? But anything we can just do at home? Yeah. So how I got really enthusiastic about the Montessori practice was YouTube. Literally just started searching Montessori, Montessori families on YouTube. I found a really good, it's a lady, American lady, and her YouTube channel is called Happer Family. So I'd watch a lot of her videos and how she incorporated it in the home. And, you know, it's really, you know, for example, trying to get your child to be independent, involving them in chores around the home and things like that. Reading, there's a good book called The Montessori Toddler, uh, A Parent's Guide to Raising a Curious and Responsible Human Being. That's a good book as well and not to be bogged down with all these images of as I said expensive things and trying to research these really expensive Montessori nurseries my child doesn't go to Montessori nursery I just ask the question do you know Montessori do you practice any of Montessori methods and just going in there and you can see for myself the wooden toys and all the sensory activities they do and the structure and it wasn't just okay playing with toys it was learning structured learning but in a fun way that's not putting too much pressure on the child as well because you know let a child be a child yeah I think that would be nice to squash that myth that mm. it's elitist and not accessible because like you've just said washing up bottles in the house there are ways to bring this ethos this mm -hmm. practice this this way of life or way of engaging with children into your home mm -hmm. definitely without everything else yeah definitely exactly and it's it's definitely accessible to everybody um if you think about you know i'm from the i'm Caribbean heritage I have a Caribbean heritage and if you think about you know how our parents were raised a lot of the ways were very similar to the, actually similar to the Montessori practice so for example from a young age children would be in the kitchen with mum and you know, dad. I just kind of think that it, it yeah. is learning by doing it is yeah. I remember counting out the soap powder as like maths you know you want to no but in it yeah. you one two three yeah, yeah. I, I, I know what you mean I know what you yeah. mean it's just shifting your mind yeah. to kind of embracing that what yeah. about mums who homeschool any yeah. advice on how you can bring like the Montessori into homeschooling yeah so it's, it's crazy because I thought lockdown and homeschooling would have put a lot of mums off homeschooling but I'm hearing a lot of mums now want to homeschool which is fantastic um and yeah I guess as a mum you could probably feel sometimes like you're winging it as a homeschooling parent I feel that in general every day I give myself a high five I'm just like I did it again I've yeah. done it again. Everyone's brushed their teeth. They've had food, yeah. and they're in bed, and we did it again. I, I achieved. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I achieved as well as the child. Yeah, definitely. But the Montessori practice can definitely help bring kind of structure to the learning. It's um like focus learning, focus education, helping you help your child build their self-worth, self-esteem, providing that structure and that learning journey that can help you develop your child in a, a also bringing a bit of fun into the home as well for the homeschooling and not making it so serious and have to follow these rigid structure. It's about fun and learning and allowing your child to explore and be independent, you know, and help with their concentration over time as well. A lot of the Montessori practices focus on helping you help your child to know how to listen, you know, expand their attention span, 
concentrate as well. And Maria Montessori actually was passionate about not over-testing children, constant exams. And you may feel like at home, maybe they're not doing as many tests in the school and you don't know, are they actually at the level they need to be? But she was passionate about not over-testing children and putting too much pressure on yourself, you know, so it can help ease that kind of burden as well. And is there any advice for mums with older children? Any ways that we could bring this thinking or practice or way of being to our tweens and teens um yeah definitely well the Montessori practice is more focused on younger children definitely younger children but if you're but I mean just like the way of life as in giving them space to grow giving them space for their imagination um different ways of like trying to I suppose help understand how your child is as a whole how they take an information what inspires them so one of the uh, methods or one of the practices within the Montessori practice is freedom within limits so allowing your child to have that kind of freedom to explore themselves and not over restrict them or you know sometimes as parents can say oh no do that don't do that that's really dangerous or don't do that you know be careful and it that kind of creates that anxiety in a child not to explore and be free or be independent which can in turn affect their confidence self-esteem and self-worth so you can definitely bring things from the Montessori practice into how you kind of mother or parent your teenager or or your older child as well definitely I think that's really nice I think there's so much pressure Mm. on children and young people right now Mm -hmm. and so much pressure to do the right thing and Mm -hmm. be seen to do the right thing that anything that can help us connect and stay grounded and find ways to be present and be our true selves and our whole selves all that gorgeous stuff which we can say so easily Mm -hmm. but real life is so difficult to do and must be so overwhelming Mm -hmm. for a child a teenager a young person yeah definitely yeah especially in like the world we live in now with technology and the internet and social media and all those pressures to be something that this may not even be you so again that goes back to you know creating that kind of self-esteem and the confidence and independence you know okay that's not me this is me you know I don't need to succumb to the pressures of what I see on a screen or I can be my true authentic self I think that's it. <laughs> I think that, I mean, I think that's all we're all searching for is, as adults. But if we can get there, you know, the quicker we can get to those spaces mm-hmm. and learn and really learn those lessons, obviously, the better. So for Definitely. any mums listening now, mm-hmm. what would be your kind of your top points of why you're encouraging black parents to embrace the Montessori practice it's so attainable for everybody the Montessori practice is definitely for everybody um you don't have to succumb to or you know be put off by all the wooden toys as I've said and you know the big homes and the expensive nurseries that you might not be able to necessarily afford or feel like it's not for you because you can't see people that look like you practicing it but there are other mums like me and you out there that are practicing the Montessori practice you know 
you know, you look at YouTube, there's other, I think they're the Melanin Montessori mamas or something like that, like nice. that on Instagram. Yeah, and they've got a bit of a movement and a following as well. So there are other mums out there. So, you know, don't feel like you can't do this or, oh, no, I have to follow this and I have to follow every method within the Montessori practice. And if I'm not doing it, I'm not serious about Montessori. You can just take certain points and certain bits from it and you know incorporate it within your home you don't have to follow every single thing or everything you read and be really rigid with it you can take certain elements about you know whether it's independence you want to teach your child independent because you can see signs that they're showing that maybe you know, they're not as independent as they could be or they're not as confident as they could be and just take it from there nice and again for any mums that are listening and I'm also talking about myself, <laughs> who might see that their children are interested in any elements of STEM. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, dyslexic, mm -hmm. massive fear of my intellect, massive fear that this is all way too big, mm -hmm. over my head, going to mess it up, going to say the wrong thing. Anything that you could say just to how to encourage your child to get into STEM or just signs to look out for that they might be interested in these areas and how to embrace it if it's not your background. I'm not a science head. Mm -hmm. Numbers are like a whole other language to me. Anything you could tell me or any other mums listening that might just have a whole fear mm -hmm. of that whole area. Yeah, so... Definitely. I know, and I've spoken to other mums that find it daunting and STEM, and as you said, oh, God, science, no, and maths, I was never good at maths. How am I going to help encourage my child? But there's actually really good activity books out there that you could use as well. So it's like STEM activity books. So that kind of simplifies it for suitable for a children's age group. So that will help your child kind of expand their knowledge on certain areas that they like or focus on whether that's tech and they might be showing signs of coding there's even like coding schools for young children as well for example so they might be showing signs of interest in technology and computers and it's kind of focused and geared to children so there's lots of resources out there and organizations that you can approach there's even us you know with our platform as well and our instagram and social media that there's activities that, that out there that you can do that are simple simplified for children in their age group and that can help you talk to your child about it and not feel kind of overwhelmed or you know or make you feel like oh I should be no I should know this or that's it know. I think that's the fear that because I find it scary mm. I would I would want to make sure that I'm still I'm not writing it off for my child like mm. I Blake went to um my six-year-old went to a coding like a day of coding camp over the summer mm. and he absolutely loved it yeah. i had no idea what he was talking yeah. about <laughs> but he loved it and yeah. i and i don't want to you know because it's a fear of mine i don't yeah. want to not embrace it or miss the signs or like or not getting any of it but um it is tricky when it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever yeah yeah, it's hard, definitely. I totally understand. But then that's a good step that you sent him to, you know, it was it a coding camp, you said? Yeah, it was just yeah. a day, a little taster, but he came back he and he it. absolutely loved it. And it clearly, 
he's wired that way and it all makes sense to him yeah and as parents you don't necessarily have to know or learn coding yourself because your child loves it but just as long as you show the enthusiasm and you know encourage them that is big enough in itself and then find ways that you can help your child so if you don't know about coding for example just like what you've done find a boot camp or find a course that they can do online or a coding school for children or you know youtube as well there'll be coders on youtube that you know are geared towards children you can watch that with them as well that's amazing and for anyone who i suppose just has a fear that well I suppose I'm thinking, is it changing mm. the brown, black faces mm. in these areas? I is think, it, yeah. it, you know, are we going to get, I don't know, is it going to be a nice environment if I do send my child to these spaces? I think so, definitely. I think it's changing um, definitely 100% compared to when I, you know, um, got into technology and tech there's definitely more children, especially girls as well. And going back into the coding, there's definitely a lot more girls that are interested in coding that I'm hearing now. So, you know, if more and more parents get their children into STEM, then children will see other children that look like them as well. And it's not alien to them or they don't feel like they're the only one or it's not attainable because they can't see anyone else that looks like them, you know participating in STEM or technology or science and things like that definitely changing and definitely improving and you know as I've said the fact that my partner and I are in STEM and parents can see us they can say to their child oh look look what they're doing they can do this you can do it too absolutely and and that's what it is and I salute you both for doing this especially as a couple because that is just tricky in itself (laughs) but standing there and doing this outside of everything else you've got going on with a baby yeah it's hard hard. yeah man (laughs) it's definitely hard definitely hard but it's it's a journey and we're enjoying it definitely absolutely and what's next for you both what's next for little scholars playground so right now our books are mainly focused on younger children like zero to three four so we want to create some picture books for older children but we also want to start focusing on more products uh, related to stem Um, so we want to create books activity books like i mentioned before and other products that we can help just like you said get parents you know Um, into STEM for their children and allowing their children to embrace STEM in a way that they can understand and you know creating activity books with kids and characters and that you know look like them that are diverse as well that and that will make all the difference Mm -hmm. just being able to see it Mm -hmm. to see yourself reflected yeah and then you know start to dream and imagine and it all becomes a little bit more real doesn't it a little bit more attainable yeah it's important because there's a stat that only 6.2 percent of children that take up a stem related subject at universities are black which is 6.2 percent it's very very low yeah wow yeah it's really really low and it's such a shame because as we've said and as we've touched on it's the stem industry that create the inventors and the leaders and the innovators of tomorrow you know the app creators and the 
coders and the astronauts you know so we, you know we want children our children to see look i can do this you know this is activity book and there's black children in there and you know as i said we have our two little mascots zara you know is, wants to be a scientist and we've got her illustrators as a scientist and emmanuel's illustrators an astronaut thank you so much oh, for amazing. being here especially again with a little baby honestly yeah i I don't know how you're doing it, but I'm saluting you both and baby for being part of the team. Of course. And just, yeah, thanks so much for being here and sharing. Dope Black Moms. If you'd like to join the Dope Black Moms private Facebook group, please search Dope Black Moms on Facebook. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Please follow on all socials at Dope Black Moms. Thanks so much for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 